Hey guys, welcome to another mini-sode by Smart Woman Read Romance, and today we're going to be, by popular request, talking about <laughs> our final verdict of the final season of Game of Thrones. Um, if you've been listening to us, we also have a mini-sode that we recorded before the season eight premiere yeah, of like our predictions and yes. stuff, but we're going to kind of like intermingle the stuff that we've already talked about in that podcast Mm -hmm. so you could just listen to this one and you'd be fine (laughs) (laughs) but anyway we're going to talk about our feelings and try to keep keep it brief because it is a mini so you know we try to we try to contain ourselves but we'll see okay so everybody warning this mini sode will absolutely without question contain spoilers for season eight yep just our obligatory spoiler yeah. warning. We're not holding back. So stop listening if you don't want to hear spoilers. <laughs> yes, exactly. So in this mini-sode, we're going to discuss the accuracy of our preseason mini-sode predictions. Did the couples we ship end up together? Did the reunions we crave <laughs> actually happen? Did the characters that we predicted would survive make it? We will find out. <laughs> and then we're going to list our top three favorite moments and our least favorite moments of the season. All right, guys, let's jump in. First off, did our ships happen? Good question. And I'm here to admit. <laughs> I'm ready for you to admit this. because This is what admit. I wanted and you didn't. <laughs> Whatever. This is not that. Okay, we're going to explain it. But Whatever. I'm here to admit that I was wrong about Arya and Gendry, that ship. Yeah. And I was so adamant. I'm like, they're not going to do it. I'm like, yeah. she's a girl that that's not her. And guess what? It fucking happened. She went for it. And <laughs> it let me so tell epic. you. She was so fucking awesome. Yeah. Pushing Gendry and being like, we're gonna fuck right now and you're gonna take off your own pants i'm not the red witch I'm like, get it, girl. So even though I wasn't there for like the ship because I was like, I don't see yeah. her settling down. I was which totally down, which she yeah. didn't. I was totally down for her boning Gendry. Yes. And I just have to say, apparently Arya has the magic pussy because she slept with him once and he proposes. <laughs> so yes, I'm just like, saying. Yes. He's like, I want to forever. She's like, mm, She's not like, so much. Mm, I'm okay. I don't think so. I'm so just question, was Gendry just bad in the sack or was it just true to character? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Maybe a little. I feel like he. I feel like he wasn't bad or anything. But I all. I also feel like just like just exploring life experiences. Right. Just like I said, she's not the type to settle down. She's not the type to become the lady of. It stayed within her character. Absolutely. Exactly. I just want to say, how bad ass is it? You lose your virginity on the same night that you kill the Night King. Oh, absolutely. Arya is the fucking winner of Game of Thrones. She is the winner. She is the fucking winner. She is the winner. She is (laughs) perfection. These Stark girls are so badass. But anyway, so okay, so here's another ship. Jess and I both wanted Brienne to be with Tormund, but that didn't happen. It fucking didn't happen. And, and I was in shock. I was absolute shock. It's that like she I and wasn't JB in shock. I, oh no, no, I, I was, was. I was. I was in shock that they slept together. I wasn't yeah. in shock that Brienne and Tormund didn't. Oh sleep yeah, together. yeah. No, I wasn't in shock about that. But I, just, I all. I still think Tormund's the better man. I um, do because for her. they butchered Absolutely. Jamie's character. I mean, yes, they uh, ruined honestly. him. So, like yeah. I said, I thought that Jamie and Brienne had the more intense connection. Right. But I always wanted their relationship to stay platonic. I wanted it to be like this, like, distant love. You I know, agree. I wanted it to be something that this, this transcended just one of, just, the physical. Yes. You yes. Know? It and, was 
the way that he hit it and quit it really rubbed me wrong because mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, well, this is a ship for a lot of people. And I feel really sorry for the people who were like, yes, let's have them be together. Yeah. And then the way that like, he hits it and quits it, he's like, yeah, thanks for that. I took your virginity and I'm yeah. going back to Cersei. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm a hateful like person too. Bye. And this was the point. Like, whenever he did that, this is the point of Game of Thrones where I stopped having expectations and I was just like, well, I'm just going to wait and see what they do and stop trying yeah, to guess because, yeah. like, it started to Things were all falling subvert apart for my me. character mm-hmm. expectations Absolutely. in a bad it's, way. You know, so I was just kind of like, I, I still think I'm Tormund's still available, Brienne. Tormund has some stuff to offer, and you yeah. might want you might want to yeah. take him up on it. Yeah, who doesn't want to? Also, hot, red, can we just talk man, about how cute it was that he was crying to the hound about <laughs> his heart being broken? I can't. He, he's just the cutest. He is the cutest. I love ever. him. So in like love. he is my type of guy. Yes. Like this boisterous, yes. bearded ginger. Hey, I'll take a ginger. Oh my gosh! And I'm just yeah, Tormund. Tormund, but for really life. just a big teddy bear. Can somebody like, write some fanfic with Tormund? Just like I just yes. want to read some love stories with Tormund. Yes. Basically. Definitely. Okay, so Sansa ended up with no one, which is I was fine with. I was completely I think fine that with her was being also single. Also good for her character. Me too. Yeah, but sex god Pod became a Kingsguard, <laughs> who the Kingsguards take a vow of freaking celibacy, and I'm just like, yeah. you're wasting oh, your sex man. god Pod rod. But do you think? That they just did away with all the celibacy rules except for the Night's Watch because, like, apparently the Night's Watch still has their vows. Which I'm like, where? First of all, where are all the I brothers? I didn't even see. Any I didn't of even them. see any. There either. were none but there. Like <laughs> Sam, like Sam's like a Grand Maester now, and yes. they have a vow of celibacy as well. So yes. I'm just like, did you dump Gilly, the yeah. mother of that your was unborn one child? Of my honorable mention things. Yeah, is that I was so, so pissed. About. I'm, I'm just, I'm just. I wonder if they've done away with the celibacy law. Except yeah. for the Night's Watch, which well, is But they up. don't explain any of that. They don't. That's what I don't like. Sad. It's just like which we're sad. left wondering, what the hell is this? Yeah. You know? I yeah. mean, Sam is having a baby yeah. with Gilly and what? You know? Yeah. Poor Gilly. Justice for Ugh. Gilly. Why is she like barely in the season? She was the one to discover John's I know. parentage, but whatever. But his parentage didn't we'll matter, move. Yeah, so. it didn't. We'll mm-hmm. move on. We'll okay. move on. We're, we're not salty. <laughs> Reunions. We're not salty. Yes, we are. We are. Reunions. So let's talk about our favorite reunions because these are good things. So... Um, luckily, all of our reunions happened and they were epic. So what was your like favorite reunion? And I'll give you a runner up too, because you know, us can't yes. make a decision. What I was think, your favorite one to watch. Um, I think my favorite was John and Aria. John and Aria's was beautiful. It was sweet. I like how it happened whenever they were alone away yes. from the crowd yes. and not like whenever Danny and John were just yeah. riding into the courtyard. Mm-hmm. I like how, I liked how she waited. She waited. John she wanted time alone. Cause I feel like it was very reminiscent of, of how the, they said goodbye. Yes. Of the, the siblings. They're very, um, similar, you mm-hmm. know, she actually just, they were like the outcasts. Yes, they were. Um, my runner up would be, um, Sansa and Tyrion. Nah, okay, that's my favorite. <laughs> I knew that's it my would favorite. Be. Yeah, so I'll talk about this one. Yeah, and I feel like the Sansa and Tyrion reunion is actually twofold because not only do they get the their first one on one conversation on the battlements, mm-hmm. and Sansa dunks on Tyrion like pretty damn hard, saying, <laughs> "So funny! I, I thought you were the cleverest the man, man I've ever West, met. Yeah, really. Like I used to think that, and now I don't because you're obviously you're making trusting stupid your sister, you're, decisions. Yeah. So first of all, I like that because it really showcases how far she's come yes and then i think that their second reunion it was whenever they're in the crypts oh, and they were talking yeah. about like and you could almost see like she was like we never would have worked and he's like why 
why not? And yeah, hello. Because like, almost, I almost felt like I was like, oh my god! Oh no, I started shipping maybe. them, and I was like, this could work. I started this could shipping work. them. I was like, you may end up oh together. I would that am okay beautiful? with it? I can't wait for George R. R. Martin's. I really hope he finishes this book, right? Because I want to see his ending. I, I feel like he's less focused on romance, though. Oh, so I, I know, really but don't still, feel like I really uh, don't feel like he's going to give us any of our ships. <laughs> But anyway, Damn them all. I, I can we dream to do an episode about his bad sex scenes. Oh my god, we can totally do that. Okay, yeah, we definitely right. will. In we'll the future, we have yes. a ton of opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. But so that was my favorite reunion was the Sansa and Tyrion one because I think it showed incredible character growth and also it was unexpectedly really sweet and it honestly yeah. made me ship them okay. and then my runner-up reunion scene is actually jamie and bran and it's not it's not <laughs> technically the part one. where they talked it's the the Just part the where look. they saw each they other, each other. Yes. that is a good one it, that was a very i was like good one. like at the end of episode one jamie rides into the courtyard yes and bran just waiting for him there's a ton of like uh, memes going around like Bran was like sitting there the entire night waiting for Jamie. <laughs> waiting for Jamie. But I really thought that the actor who plays Jamie, Nikolai, he is so great because oh my there's God, he's, so much that went on in his face. And I, I was, was just telling, like, this is epic. I was telling Kevin that. I was like, he is such an amazing actor. He is. Everything. He is so expressive in his face. He, he is, is so good. He is. And, and it killed me too that I was so for his character arc and they just ruined it. Yeah. But, yeah. But let's go to, um, yeah, let's go, go to favorite to, moments. Yes. Favorite, favorite moments. moments. You okay. start first. So one of my favorite moments of the entire season eight was whenever Brienne became a knight. I think that yeah. I was the most, I think that this was the only scene that I cried for during mm-hmm. season eight. I was so emotionally invested. And Gwendolyn Christie, the actress who plays Brienne, Brienne. is so expressive in her face again. Yes. Like yes. her smile that she that, that she, genuine just joy. It looked like, oh my God, she was shining mm-hmm. from within. Yes. It was beautiful and also paired with Podrick's song that he had just finished yeah. singing before that. I was just like, I was done for on that scene. I was like, this is amazing. This yeah. is amazing. This is whenever I still thought season was eight was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> In season, two, I mean, in episode two. So that was one of my favorite yeah. ones. Which one of your favorite scenes? So my first one is actually Pod singing Jenny of Old Stones oh, with the yes. montage of our favorite characters. First of all, he has uh, the voice was, of an angel. I, he does, and and I am all about these acoustic, like uh, Celtic feeling songs. Mm-hmm. It felt very, you know, that old beautiful. Um, lyrical, oh, which I actually beautiful. I know that Florence and the Machine has a cover of it. Well, yes, not a cover. They do. I mean, they actually it is lovely. I actually just watched that, the live version of it yesterday. But I want a version. I do with Podrick yeah, singing it. I do. I, felt I love that, that it was beautiful masculine beautiful. voice. It was he, so lovely. Oh. And then just it was that. This is a part where I cried. Just looking the montage of all the characters that it's like their you last see Sam moments. and Gilly just laying in bed, staring at each it's other. Very with Titanic. Did you oh, find? God, yes, it was. I was like, much like Titanic, like the Titanic. The world. <laughs> I love just Sansa and um and Theon sharing a, a bowl yes. of soup or whatever, and, and just, just like, like you can definitely you see, see the like, respect and care mm-hmm. for each other they had because they were the only ones who went through and survived the Ramsey thing, exactly. You know, and I just love that that connection is sort of like, wonderful, you know, and and all of it, all of it was just yeah. lovely. I think that. I still love this scene, but I felt like it was a bunch of last goodbyes yeah. and not a ton of characters died. And that was so it was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, more than half of these yes. characters are dying tonight, and they didn't. I know. Well, I know the director said he wanted that part to be a love letter to the. He um, got choked up whenever 
talking about this yes. just saying how yeah. much he loved the characters and stuff like that oh and my god it was god, beautiful it was like i felt it i felt it so much and so yeah that's what was the anticlimactic part was that they all pretty much survived right exactly for one or two. but um, um so give us your number two okay so my number two oh my god is, we have the same number two i oh, forgot do yes wow, we do. i see that okay <laughs> Well, okay. obviously on the same wavelength, it's yep. Tyrion and Sansa holding hands in the crypt. Yes. I was like, oh yes. my God. And when he kissed her hand. Oh my God. I swooned. I was like, I swooned. what is happening? I was like, Tyrion, I am in love with you. And he was so brave for her. And mm-hmm. just like, oh my God, you could just all the feelings. How like scared and how like scared we're going to die. But also how much genuinely he cared for Affection. her. Oh my God. Oh, it was wonderful. God, it was so beautiful. And then it I was, was like, that's I when that I was really shipping them. I think that it was some of the best acting that they gave Peter Dinklage for the season. Yes. Actually, mm-hmm. it was one of the best opportunities that they gave him. Yeah, and the look Instead in of Sansa's just being eyes. like some like a lost person who's yeah. making decisions that don't pan out. This was like, he was like taking action. Like mm-hmm. we're going to be in this together and, and we're going to follow fight, me. And, and yes, yes we're exactly. Gonna, get to safety oh it my was god just, it was lovely I it. it was so beautiful it was beautiful i just i i remember texting juliet about it i'm like that scene with Sansa i know Darian. i i i watched it i was just <laughs> like oh my god why can't they get married <laughs> oh my god i mean there's so many scenes that i want to say were like the best moments yeah there but were a lot of like beautiful a lot moments, of wonderful honestly. wonderful moments and honestly i would i this is why i chose to do moments instead of episodes because yeah, i felt like there was like forever. there was like a ton of highs throughout the season yeah. but i felt like the lows as a whole outweighed the yeah. highs so i didn't want to do it by episode because yeah. it was like it, the can lows i have an honorable overshadow. mention in here because i just thought of one i want to say but i'll say it after oh we we're still have three. two more yeah but i know but it's not listed here oh yeah definitely <laughs> i have an honorable mention top favorite moment okay <laughs> but, okay okay you tell me your third tell okay, us your third. so my third one is sansa's coronation hell to the yeah i was like my queen in the north yes badass bitch look when that started and her hair was all down i was like oh my god it's queen coronation she, yeah yes, you told me that's yeah, what she's like she's gonna be crowned because they only wore their mm-hmm. hair down when they yeah. were gonna be crowned and i was like i had <gasps> you had queen elizabeth vibes and i yes. had aragorn vibes and yeah I was just like, first of all, her outfit. Whoever's in the what? costume department was working overtime this Binge season. Mode was, was talking beautiful. about it. Beautiful. They were talking about the um the, her in that in that ridiculous the heart tree sleeve. Yes, oh. the weirwood tree like designed into the. It's amazing. Done, done for. Yeah. I mean, first of all. That was one of my predictions, like mm-hmm. what I wanted to happen. Yeah, we we it were was thinking like Sansa. Lady of Winterfell or King or so, Queen or something. Yeah, I was we like, she's know. either going to be late, she's going to control Winterfell by the end yes. of the season. That was my prediction, and she does. And I'm so glad that she did because I really do feel like she was the best person for the job. She understood, and this is r- the reason why this scene affects me so much is because I feel like Sansa's arc is one of the yes. only ones besides Arya. I would That's say satisfying. that really played out, exactly. and it really like from one end to the other she really made a journey and y'all this she is started what, off sorry i'm sorry you know you go ahead she started off saying like everywhere but winterfell yes. is where i want to be mm-hmm. like she never wanted to be in winterfell she, never she was like it's dated it's boring and the city is so exciting, exciting let's right. go to the king's landing where there's like important people in glamorous outfits and stuff and now she's back at winterfell she appreciates her home she appreciates her people and she is ready to protect them yes. from 
all outsiders mm-hmm. and she is like anti anybody else the north queen who's ruling and i was like holy hell yeah it's the and difference a lot between people, a conquering queen like mm-hmm. daenerys and a queen who's there to rule and right. protect her people. and a lot of people didn't like the interactions between danny and daenerys being like sansa why you gotta be such a bitch and i was like hell no i'm down for was, everything she was saying me too i was, I was like all for all she's that. a badass and yes. i was like she's total she's badass. protecting her people it's not like she's ungrateful for danny's help but she's also like just because you help this does not mean I'm going to do whatever you say now. Yeah. You know, which yeah. I was cool with. So anyway, that's why Sansa's coronation is one of my top favorite well, moments because I was like, the payoff is great. Exactly. Yeah. What's your um, third? My moment? third one is Arya killing the Night King with her ninja skill learned in Bravos. Hell yeah. And this- I think that that was the most like, I remember whenever it happened I and I was screamed. like, ah! yes, I was like, God, yes, because this is another satisfying arc. Like mm-hmm. she has become an assassin and it just felt so right. It exactly. felt so right. Like, yes, of course she's going to be the one, you know, I, uh, even Bran giving her that dagger, like he maybe felt that she would need it. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It all was just so cool. Exactly. You said you wanted an honorable mention. My top honor- favorite moment? Yes. My honorable mention is Ed, Sam, and John watching oh, on the wall. Um, you know, and now our watch begins. Yes, exactly. And um, like they the were the shields that guarded the realms right. of men. And they're the ones who knew what it was like beyond that wall and mm-hmm. understood what was coming. And so they just stood there bravely watching for them. And it just, that really just choked me up just seeing them Right. Brave men being brave. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? Okay. Well, since you got an honorable mention, I'm going to just name <laughs> one. This was purely cinematography appreciation. First of all, the long night, everyone complains that it was dark, but <sighs> there's this one scene where Danny and John go above the oh, clouds and it was my God. beautiful. And I was just like, wow. That and was the contrast stunning. between the chaos that was happening below and the stillness that was this happening above. It was perfection. I was just like, beautiful. Wah. Utterly beautiful. So even though I didn't like the Game of Thrones season eight as a whole, I think that it was exceptional in the way it was shot. Agreed. Yes. Exceptional Mm -hmm. direction and exceptional um, cinematography, bad writing. That's exactly. That's basically my my thoughts in a nutshell. I concur with Jessen 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now we're going to say our top three least favorite moments. And then after we do the moments, we're going to go into like a general discussion of our gripes (laughs) gripes <laughs> about yeah. season eight okay so moment wise you can go first you what is your top, top what's your top okay least favorite um, moment my least favorite moment is danny hearing the surrender bells and deciding oh fuck it i'll burn the whole city yeah i think that <laughs> the problem with it is that first of all i think that amelia clark did amazing with the little direction she, did. she had yes she did it. it was just like show the this weird snapping yeah. on your face yes thank you and i'm yes. just like wait but why though it, i felt like there was it, no motivation and i mean that's something we'll talk about, about later yes. but definitely we'll talk more about that later why i hated it so much but i just to me i was like you've got to be fucking kidding me yeah like i literally was like no yeah the whole time okay so my top uh least favorite moment is danny and Tyrion at the walls of king's landing i felt like the whole staging, which was the whole purpose of this scene was the death of Masande, which was, right. I don't, I found honestly the most effective part. I'm not laughing part, at Masande yeah, dying. No. I'm laughing at the stupidity the situation. of it. Yes. Yes. We Masande's Dracarys was the most affecting moment of that scene, but the right. reason why they were there, 
the reason why it played out was dumb. My problem was that Danny and Tyrion are within shooting distance of the big crossbows that King's Landing has lining their walls. And that Cersei didn't even take her yes. shots. Like, she could have killed her enemies and they just Doesn't. didn't. Like, and Drogon's right there, too. Like, are you trying to present a target for 12 crossbows? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> it was so I don't stupid. Understand. And I'm like, how can they not? I was literally saying, uh, telling Kevin, I was like, Kevin, why isn't Cersei just killing Daenerys right now and just ending the war? Know. Why Why is she talking know. to them? Because she respects Parlay? No. I mean, come that's on. Dumb. That's, that's dumb. ridiculous. Anyway, that's my problem with the scene. It's yeah. Because... It, That's it a good serves one. no purpose other than to get them to witness. Masande's it's a forced death. plot again, exactly. and that's what we see over and so over forced. again. So same with Arya being in King's Masande Landing. Masande deserved you know? a better death. She definitely deserved a better death, and we had scenarios where actually we thought, she deserved to survive. But I'm just saying she it should see you her know death what I thought is overshadowed by the super stupidity. <laughs> and it was like it was like this built up drama that felt again forced and stupid. What would have made sense to me is if. In the previous episode or what or previous scene or whatever, I can't remember if it's the same episode, honestly. When they're um when uh what's his name? Euron. Euron like plucks her out of the water. That yeah, would have been better. Seen if that. you could have seen that and he could have gone close to the island and yeah, then and, just and slipped just her like, and threw her off into the ocean. Exactly. I agree. That would have made more I sense. I don't I don't think we need this whole march to King's Landing presenting a huge target to yeah. make the point. But anyway, I agree. What's your second least favorite scene? Uh, Bran becoming king because he had the greatest story. Are you fucking? We're, we're weird because that's my second least favorite thing as well. <laughs> oh god! And so y'all, we, we really didn't even one. see each other. No, it's uh, the greatest story. No, honestly, it's he doesn't have the greatest story, and I think, and that's I, a stupid reason. Not only do I have a problem with the reasoning why Bran should be king, I think I have a problem with Tyrion's speech. It's like. The writers wanted this speech to have this gravitas that yeah. I wasn't feeling. I didn't because feel it I didn't. I didn't understand the situation. Me neither. Tyrion was a prisoner of Grey Worm, yes. and he allowed and his prisoner to make a huge speech where he chose a king that would let right. him off. And right before Grey hook. Worm told him, "Shut up, you! Like you yeah. be quiet." And then he just it continues to it talk. It just didn't make sense. Like why would Grey Worm allow for Tyrion to make a case where a king? would be selected mm-hmm. a king that would most likely let him off and not be killed. Right. And Grey Worm's cool with it. So I, did, I didn't like the whole situation, and I felt like it was very forced, the reason Extremely why Tyrion picked Bad Bran. writing. Bad, bad writing. writing. You know. It's like... And I didn't understand... And it. we'll say it again. I'm okay with the direction and the ending that the characters end up in. Same. I don't like the journey. The journey needed more time to simmer to make it... Um, to make it feel acceptable. 100%. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I just didn't understand, like, you know, stories. Stories are the most powerful things in the world. I'm like, look, I'm a storyteller, so yeah, I get it. But the it. thing is, nobody but knows about Bran. I know, nobody knows about Bran. And hello, you're the, you're the rulers of the world. You're supposed to be making this, you know, decision about government and who's going to rule mm-hmm. and you're going to just pick somebody who has a good story yeah like, i think that a better case would be made like well he is a pretty impartial judge of character like he really is i think that there could have been a better case made for brand right 
And I have other reasons why I don't yeah, we like have other it. Reasons. But anyway, we'll talk more about those. Third so what was your scene. third? Oh, I'll go first. Yeah. Um, Grey Worm executing Lannister soldiers after the sacking yeah. of King's oh Landing. I felt like they pigeonholed him. And I understand that Unsullied are trained to soldiers. follow any orders, mm-hmm. whatever, and they will obey their queen. But I felt like the fact that Danny liberated them from being slaves and be like, you can choose to follow me. I feel like that gave them more autonomy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it opened up like Grey Worm chose to love. It also opened up for them to have a sense of morality. And I mm-hmm. felt like it was a disservice to Grey Worm because I, though I understand his anguish at Missandei's death, I also was just like, I don't feel like yeah, I mean, but he's, they he's, won. They he's won. just committing murder at this point. Yes. And, and that's what I didn't like. So cold blooded. You know, and I wanted more for. War. You know, Grey Worm. Yeah. I just wanted more for Grey I agree. Worm. And and that's the thing is I came to love Grey Worm throughout mm-hmm. the show. From the moment Masande dies on, I hated him. Yeah. I pretty much hated him. I was you like, know? they could have um, done. I just wish that he would have. I think that he could have grieved while also seeing that what Danny was doing was wrong. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Why did he lose all of his morals just because? I feel like what he was doing was to the same effect as, do you remember in season like, fuck, five or six, that slave that Danny like really liked and he ended mm-hmm. up by going execute a master that was also a prisoner. Yes. And then she, Danny ended up by executing him because he, right. he took it upon, he himself, took it upon to do, himself to do to, that. Right. To enact vengeance on somebody mm-hmm. who didn't personally do him anything mm-hmm. but it just represented yeah, a thing that. and i felt like it was the same on the same level like gray worm you're not yeah and he's I, just, just one like by one not. slitting throats yeah, i mean i, I like just it. had this very disgusting feeling like, i didn't like it no i did not like it not i felt all. like he should have had more autonomy but yeah. anyway what's your last least honor favorite for him, scene you know um okay so <laughs> john yelling at Viserion instead of killing him um, you know, <laughs> this scene was funny. Th- this is one more moment that really disappointed me in the season. Th- if I could say there's one disappointment throughout the whole thing for me, it was that Jon Snow became this impotent side character. Oh yeah, and we'll talk about that like absolutely yes. like a lot. And so that just he really it, had nothing it, to do. He really did nothing in the night in the pretty much in no. all of the battle, but against the night. I King. feel like. <laughs> Yeah. And like we said, and this will be in our, uh, our alternative sections. This is definitely one of the scenes that I had an, an, an alternate Me scene too. for John. Me too. Besides him yelling at Viserion. Yes. And it, yeah. And, do, and, 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 and accomplishing nothing. Yeah. He basically did nothing throughout exactly. this entire episode. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go to our general gripes now. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of moments. Our top general gripe is that characters devolved at the drop of a hat mm-hmm. and plot lines were forgotten. Prophecies were basically unnecessary mm-hmm. and the writers MO for the season seemed to be counting on the viewers willingness to overlook glaring plot holes. And yes. I'm just like, no, but we see them. <laughs> we see them. We have eyes. Exactly. And you're talking to this fandom who has had decades yes. to speculate about yes. what's going on, reading into the tiniest little word. I'm like, you don't think that we did this for the season that you took two years to make? Yeah. We're expecting re- something We're expecting, amazing. Yes. Not just not just action wise, and a lot of people joke like they forgot that they were making um, the greatest show ever, and they decided to make a Michael Bay film instead <laughs> because it's a lot, lots of boom, boom, yeah. which is all cool, but it means nothing whenever the 
story doesn't make sense. Right. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have, it We're doesn't there for the, the characters weight. more than exactly. anything else. And they drop the ball on that big time. Right. Exactly. And you know, I've been saying for years that D and D, which are the, uh, producers of game mm-hmm. of Thrones don't know what to do with the fantasy elements. And you can really tell by how anticlimactic the long night battle is. Mm-hmm. It's just like it happened. It's done. And it doesn't mean anything. It's right. like they were the big bads mm-hmm. and they're just wiped off the board and just like, okay, that's done. Let's move okay. on to the next one. All right. Let's head and like King's so Landing. ready. And then also brain on the iron throne. Like we talked about, it might've felt cooler if they did things with his character in mm-hmm. past seasons or this one, like his only contribution to this entire show was his Jon Snow's parentage <laughs> revelation in season six, which mm-hmm. I thought was amazing. And that meant deadly squat yeah. in the grand scheme of things. It's one of things. the things that angers me the so most. Yes. I, I just, I felt like they could have done more with Bran's character. I felt like he could have had a bigger role in the long yeah. night. I just felt like he is yeah, this what was fantastical he doing? character. He Give him some fucking powers to like assist them. He, he's the thread and raven. Him, and <sighs> it didn't make sense because he's just like, whenever he's talking to Tyrion after the battles won, and he tells Tyrion, I don't really want anymore. But mm-hmm. yet, whenever you're named king in the end, it's just like, yeah, this is my whole purpose for being waiting here. For. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. Why do you think I came here? And I'm like, I understand you, I'm Brand. like, Bran, what are you talking about? It's not Bran's fault. It's, it's, it's not Bran's fault. It's the writer's fault, honestly. The writers. It is. It they was, don't know what to was, do with him. And, like, it's honestly, so and it's showed. obvious. It's so it's obvious. Yeah, it was so really bad. Much. Absolutely. Oh, God. I agree. Oh. And uh, Yeah. And so we, um, we, as we've said before, stating the obvious, we needed more time for the character arcs. The last two seasons are shortened by seven episodes, and I think it really, 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 really shows. Yeah, think about it. Seven episodes. That is as long as season uh, seven. Yeah. Season seven had seven episodes. We're missing an entire season. Mm-hmm. I think that Danny's um, Danny devolving could have definitely been been served better. Oh, that needed this see that's because something I have later a lot on of people, that I recommend. <laughs> exactly. And a lot of people they always talk about Danny going mad queen. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with the moniker because it's like I feel like just because Danny's dad was called the Mad King, she automatically had that title. Which right. look there's a lot of really terrible Targaryens, but only one got that name, the Mad King, and it's because he was honestly crazy. Like, mm-hmm. crazy, crazy, irrational. His nails were, like, three feet long. He yeah. had a scraggly beard. He had scabs all over him from the yeah, he's like, Iron Throne stabbing him because he wouldn't stop moving. He would burn people before he had sex yeah. with his wife. Like, he was really crazy, and I'm just like, Danny. Danny might be a tyrant, but she's not fucking no. mad. And not even because she's like, you know, we're going to free them all, you know. No, I you feel know, like she has she has a goal and the goal is wrong, but I don't feel like she's a mad queen. No, I didn't believe I feel like it. she's somebody who power corrupted her, but I don't feel like it's right. like her dad we at all. We definitely, we needed some more moments yeah. to see her losing her shit and doing something just maniacal. I felt like, I felt like and like we said, I just felt like she needed more motivation for the turn. Like yeah. the turn, it was a heel turn. It was like, whoop, yeah. let's go this yeah. way. And I was just like, wait, no. And that's why John doesn't, he's like, did we do the right thing? Of course he doesn't know because he's not quite sure. And maybe you didn't do the right thing, John. We don't know. <laughs> fucking no. Because, you know, the writers didn't give us enough fucking time with Danny going crazy. Right, exactly. So, so you want to talk about John. Yes. Okay, so this, like I said, the, one, the thing I hated the most was uh, John was relevant to a side character role. I mean, we see him. He is our hero throughout the Game of... Not throughout the Game of Thrones, but he becomes our hero over time in... 
and the our show, point the look, I'm not I'm not downing anybody who was like Danny it was like the one who we wanted to see win yeah. and stuff like that but my point about the books of Game of Thrones and I understand how now that it's part of pop culture and it really ties in with um, the social issues that we're having today and like right. women in power and stuff like mm-hmm. that but as a book series it has always been a story about the Starks the actual name that George R. R. Martin was going to give to the final book was called um, A Time for Wolves. So that oh. was going to be the last book. It was always about the Starks, mm-hmm. and now it's called A Dream of Spring. But it's a Stark story. And John, even though he's a Targaryen, is a Stark, actually, first. Right. He was raised right. as a Stark, and he identifies with them, and that's how he ends, too. And, and he's, so, just, he's just our unlikely hero. We see climb the ranks and exactly. fight for other people. And, and Danny he, is also an unlikely hero, but the thing definitely. is, it was never her story. She was just part yes. of it. That's like it saying Jamie's like, the absolutely main character of the thing. He has a wonderful right. story, and apparently great and character I love growth Danny's, that never happened. I love but. Danny's story. Honestly, her character arc is also mm-hmm. lovely up until the very end. And honestly, like you said, I was not I was not disappointed with her becoming like the Mad Queen. It was the fact that I didn't see it. I didn't see it happen. Right. You know, I, I saw, I, I mean, yes, she did burn down King's Landing, but that it also felt out of felt character. Out of character. You know, which and so that's everyone's what I didn't like, like, oh, but she, she burned the masters. She killed all the masters. And, and I'm like, look, yes, but up to the point she's been killing bad guys. But they were like villains. Exactly. She's killing babies and, you know. And, and it's more. And the women thing and children is, and families. From season one where she saved those that village from the Kalasar. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She was like, no. She was you're, saving those women from being raped and everything. She's saving those women and the innocents from being tortured and raped. Yes. And now she just and like, fuck like, them all. Yeah, exactly. I'm That's just like, fuck it all. I'm just, just screw them. Like, I don't burn them. Lucinda's dead. So y'all can burn. Yeah, I agree. So what I was thinking, what I was thinking about John is that, um, he has basically five lines recycled throughout the season. He really does. He, he really like, didn't make any does. decisions himself. All he said was, she's my queen. She's the queen, you know? Yes. And like, he, like I said, in every battle, I felt like he was like this impotent character. He could not accomplish or do anything. Mm-hmm. And that was disappointing. I mean, I think of Battle of the Bastards, you yes. know, and that's the John that I love and that I wanted to see. And exactly. I never saw him. And then the whole thing that really made me angry is what was the whole fucking point of him being Aegon Targaryen? The problem is that it really didn't make any difference at all to Danny. No. It, it made no difference. The reason he ends up killing her is not because he's Aegon Targaryen he wants the throne. He ends up killing her because he's Jon Stark and yeah. he's doing what he thinks is right. Exactly. And, you know, and so it just, and none of it made sense. And I was really pissed off that no. we have this beautiful story that's just dropped. And I think that if we had to have John doing all this throughout the season, cool, mm-hmm. whatever. I can, I can, I can overlook it if at the end, whenever John is a prisoner, if Tyrion offered it to John yes. at the meeting and John that. says no. Yes. I never wanted him on the Iron yes. Throne. Me I've, neither. I've said it multiple times. I, I don't see John as this he doesn't, he, ruler of everybody. Exactly. exactly. I just feel like he needs a fucking vacation. Yeah. Well, now he's the king of the wildlings, and yeah. I'm okay with that. So, but I just felt like it was very important for John to have more autonomy. I felt like everybody was making decisions for him, and he was mm-hmm. just going along with That's it. That's what I'm even, saying. Even Tyrion talking him into Yet killing again, Danny, completely like impotent like, about of everything. Tyrion was like, "You must do this. Do this for us. Like mm-hmm. you definitely have to do it." And John was like, "No, but she's my queen. I'm loyal." And I'm just I like, know. "Stop it! I I'm know. Like, fucking I stop know. it!" It's just and. Bad. 
I just feel like he needed more decisions. I think like he should have been more firm being like, I don't want to do this. I love her, right? Even though I can't physically be with her because it's wrong. Um, but I have to do this for the good of the realm. Yeah. I felt like we needed more of that and more yeah. of, I am tired and sick of these politics. I've been affected by them a lot. Fuck y'all. Peace out. Pick somebody else, yeah. not me. And then we talked about what we would have reworked in um, season eight. Agreed. I would have kept Regal the other dragon alive until the battle at King's Landing mm-hmm. and then his death be the trigger that Danny suddenly turned yes. and decided I'm going to sack the city. I, I totally think that we needed a, that. a more clear reason for her and not just like, oh, it's such a buildup and all of a sudden she just snaps in the middle of nothing. Like, th- the city yes. is hers. When they surrender. The city is hers. It is, exactly. You and won. I felt like if if the dragon died in front of her, maybe mm-hmm. John was riding it and it was also like, oh my God, the dragon's dead and maybe John's dead too. Yeah. Fuck it. Well, Fuck now, all now I'm gonna, I think right. that that would have been a better It would have made more sense. Agreed. Also, Sam writing his own book called The Song of Ice and Fire, I telling their 100% story. 100% agree. I was so pissed. I think that I think that what a better scene would have been is that if he would have been like, yeah, this is Archmaester Ebros's book titled um, The Wars After the Death of King Robert. Right. Whatever he wanted to title the book originally. And here's that, mine. And, and, and Sam be like, but don't worry. I'm working on another one. I think I'll call it A Song of Ice and Fire. Yes. I think that would have yes. been much better. Okay, some honorable mentions. I'm still on this fucking dude. Where the fuck is Howland Reed? <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Where is Howland Reed, y'all? Oh, I felt like it was such an easy character to incorporate and it never happened. So stupid. Okay. The next one, the Golden Company was totally unnecessary, <laughs> but their death was unintentionally comical. It was hilarious. It was so fucking it was like, comical. Well, if that was so easy. We should have done that way back when. Oh, it was so dumb. It was yeah. so dumb. Why were they even in the show if that's what you were going to do to them? It was I- idiotic. Exactly. Okay. Also, and this is like a really nitpicky thing, but who the fuck is the cleanup crew of Westeros? <laughs> They're amazing. I'm hiring them. Winterfell's <laughs> walls were down. Covered covered in zombies. And there are dead people everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> it was clean by the next episode. Those pyres, those funeral pyres. Like, what did they do with the non-zombies? Like, with yeah, the zombies? Like, the, the non-people. Whatever. Oh my God. And then also the Red Keep. The Red Keep looked fucking fine. <laughs> and I was like, but Danny. Yeah took off the roof the roof of everything yeah. it's like there was nothing there it doesn't make it oh, it only looked like they were there for a couple months there's no way that they rebuilt the red and i'm gonna tell you when they first had the gathering and all that i was like is this years later like i thought it was literally i literally thought it was like three or four years later i don't know that something. was very unclear the timeline i was thinking months by the beard growth for Tyrion. yeah i don't know it just looked i was way confused at first okay okay so brushing aside the things that did not happen what do we think about the ending in general i think we've kind of went over yeah i think we covered it the, i mean like you the said the montage of where the starks ended up that, i'm happy I was with very pleased i'm happy with very very i love that john ended up in the north i wish that he made the choice to go north because Me i'm too. just like poor fucking john he didn't have any also, choices throughout it the didn't entire make thing. sense because they were the only reason why they sent john to the north was because of gray worm and gray worm immediately left king's landing so yeah. why are we forcing john to go exactly so why don't you just say hey sure gray worm wink wink yeah, nudge wink. nudge he's okay, going john, come back north with me yeah, exactly you know so dumb. like it's so 
those two because uh, the North is separate from the whole kingdom. So yeah. what does I it feel matter? like it needed to be John's choice. Arya going west of Westeros. Yes. Fucking cool. Awesome. Definitely like that. With I would have been cool with, the um, with John awesome. going with Arya. Yes. That would have been cool. That would have been very cool. I would have preferred that. Oh my and god, then, that would have been of awesome. Of course, Sansa <gasps> as queen in the north. Can you imagine? I was just imagining Arya going to the bow and then suddenly John walking up behind her. That would have been amazing. Looking, that would have been It would have been amazing. That Even though I love the John and Tormund and ghost reunion. Thank yes. God he petted his dog. You know, I was really... because. Uh, we never saw where Drogon went, and I was expecting. I really thought he was going to fly over him as they're going into the north. Uh, that would have been cool. I, I was expecting that it, but been it cool. didn't happen. But yeah, but. so just in like general, where they ended up, I'm cool with. Just explain it better. Basically, eight minutes. I know. Way. But anyway, guys, those are our thoughts yes. on the final season. Yes. Of we still, Game of we Thrones. still love Game of Thrones. We still love Game we of do. Thrones. I probably won't rewatch season eight. No, <laughs> maybe I won't not either. season seven either. Yeah, there, <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's just go back to Battle of the Bastards. We'll forget about the rush. <laughs> hey, I would have been totally cool with it e- uh, ending after the Winds of Winter. Oh, my God. Just ended that way that, with yes. John's parentage reveal and Danny coming to Westeros. And I'm cool. Let's That's forget it. about it's everything good. that Let's happened when right she was in Westeros. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, oh. I'll speak. It was a great show. I still yeah. love it. I still stand for it. And yeah. hopefully, maybe George will finish we'll the books. books. Maybe. I don't yes. know. And if nice. he dies before he finishes them, please, somebody else, go write oh, them for him. Lord, Thank Lord, you. Lord. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to our mini-sode. And we'll be back with some more mini-sodes during our break. Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Nice. Better with a little H-E-A. Mm-hmm.